a dear friend of mine, former state representative Tim Butler, and currently the president of the Illinois Railroad Association. Yeah, go ahead and give Tim a hand. I'm going to scoot this back and so everybody can see the mayor and uh, chairman. How's that sound? And Tim, take it away. Well, good afternoon, uh, everyone, and thank you for being here. What a, what a beautiful audience to see. Uh, and I think this underscores the great job that the entire team, the small team at the Greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce does. So can we give Mike and his whole team a round of applause? And to have, to have the, the vision and the idea that, that we are not just Springfield in this part of the state, that we're the greater Springfield area, the greater Springfield Chamber of Commerce, that we're the Sangamon County region, and to invite um, somebody other than the mayor to come speak today, I think is, is, is a tremendous opportunity for us to uh, all realize how important it is that we work together as a region for the betterment of this part of central Illinois. So. Uh, first of all, uh, Chairman Van Meter, thank you for being here today. Um, if you have any questions about what those chemicals are on the trains, I, I, I'd be happy to, to set up a meeting for you to discuss that. Uh, there's an app available, actually, but you have to be trained uh, to be able to, uh, to use it. So, um, Chairman, go ahead, Chairman, if you'd there's like to respond. a long list of chemicals, A uh, long list of chemicals. Um, uh, I mean, we're blessed here in Sangamon County with with, I think, the greatest uh, county board chairman in the state of Illinois out of the 102 counties. Um, and, and as you heard from his remarks, a visionary local yokel. So um, thank you, Andy, for what you do. You're a good friend, and I appreciate uh, everything that you do for us. Uh, Mayor, it is a pleasure to uh, congratulate you and have you here today. Um, I am very disappointed you do not sing your uh, address today. <clears throat> nope. Um, all right, I thought that would go over a little better here, but you know. Um, I, I, I think the enthusiasm, Misty, for you to be our mayor is real. Uh, I think there's so many people in our community that are excited, like I am, uh, to lead Springfield forward. Uh, we thank Jim for his work that he's done. He's been a great leader for, his, for our community and his family has. But really, um, uh, I'm truly excited, Misty, for, for what you uh, are going to do for our community. Uh, you've hit the ground running already, so uh, we look forward to, uh, to hopefully 12 years of service. But we'll get through those first four years. I, I, we, won't, I won't count our chickens there. So, so um, in, in true Mike Murphy fashion, we were running a little bit ahead of schedule, so that's good. Uh, he told me 10 to 15 minutes. I have now 17 minutes to answer, uh, ask questions. So we have a list of questions here, some people that submitted questions, uh, some things that have come up. So uh, I'm going to uh, go back and forth between uh, the chairman and the mayor and ask some questions here. So first, Mayor, uh, I'd like to start with you. Um, you know, when it comes to our tourism or recreational economy, we always think of Abraham Lincoln. We think of Route 66, thanks to Scott and his team over there. Uh, but we often overlook one of our uh, greatest recreational assets. You touched on it earlier, uh, Lake Springfield. And you unveiled a concept during your campaign to capitalize on Lake Springfield's uh, uh, full potential with the revitalized beach house. Uh, can you expand on not just that, but how we protect our lake's water quality while also finding other economic opportunities that, that we can expand upon for Lake Springfield? Sure. Uh, the first thing I want to do is give a good shout out to our City Water Light and Power team because our water quality in Springfield is amazing. 
Uh, we just recently received, the City Water, Light, and Power team did, received an award from, and I'm going to have to read who it was from, because they got the Water Ambassador Award from the Illinois section of the American Water Works Association, which is one of the highest quality awards you can get because of our water quality. <clears throat> we are a place that they look to for guidance for water quality. So that is a big deal. I don't think our citizens realize how great they do at that. So thank you. Job, Doug. So the water quality is good. As I touched on in my speech, City Water Light and Power is looking at lead line replacement because that does need to be done and they're working on that currently right now for your water quality as well. As far as the lake itself, I am a proponent of taking care of the lake that we have. I had a meeting with Chief Utility Engineer Doug Brown and I asked about dredging. We've already started discussing that because it's a concern of mine to take care of our assets. If you ignore your assets, they will deteriorate. I've also talked to him already about the beach house and how we can start that ball rolling to get the beach house to be a fun event space for you, the citizens, to go enjoy. Um, so we have started those discussions. It's only my ninth day, so uh, bear with us. Um, but the Lake Homeowners Association is kicking off in June an event to have food trucks out there, and they want my vision boards out there, and they want you all to come see what it can be. So uh, we're really excited to make that a great place for us to take our families and hang out outside. Mr. Chairman, do you want to add to that at all? No. you want to go swimming in <laughs> Lake Springfield or anything? I'd love to. Um, Mayor, uh, another question for you before I get to Chairman Van Meter. Um, and, and I say this, uh, I, I ask this question, uh, I've said before that I think uh, CWLP is one of, the, one of the crown jewels that we have here in Springfield. But there are a lot of questions that have come up over the years. Um, five years ago, the Chamber unveiled a report that underscored the high energy costs for Springfield businesses that they endure uh, anywhere between 33 and 100%. Um, higher than, than an investor-owned utility uh, in our area. Um, yet it seems that that has not changed uh, in those five years. Uh, what plans are there to make energy for our businesses more competitive uh, here in Springfield? So our business rates for our utility have been set in that fashion for over 20 years that I could find. So it's been a long time, Tim. Um, but I do want to say that I talked to Doug Brown about doing a cost service study for all of our utility customers, both residential and business. Our um, finance department at the utility is short, several staff members. There is a posting out there now, and there will be more. So if you would all apply and we can get that fully staffed, we can do the study. So it's really important, though, that we do look at that study. And then once the study is done, uh, one of the things that you'll find about me and um, my leadership team heard this from me the first on day one uh, at 8 a.m., which they complimented me for starting promptly. Uh, but I said, I'm not Willy Wonka. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for you. And it's the same with the citizens. If the results from the study aren't good things you want to hear, we're still going to tell you the truth. That's what my administration's going to do. You're going to hear the truth from the Busher administration so you know what's truly going on. So we will do that study once we get fully staffed, so please apply for the jobs, and then we will address it with you. Very good. Okay, Mr. Chairman, uh, I appreciate your, your sense of history. Um, uh, as you explained, our area would not be uh, what we are today without the, the foresight of Abraham Lincoln and, and the Long Nine. Uh, we wouldn't have the business community that we have here today. We wouldn't have the medical community that we have here today if it wasn't for state government. 
uh, being located here in, in Springfield, Illinois. Uh, from someone who's a longtime resident of Springfield, who's had, who's served in state government, uh, I've seen firsthand that sometimes there's often a disconnect between the capital region and our own state government, um, or the betters, as it, is that what you call them, the betters, the yes. betters. Um, but I also know those who spend a significant amount of time of their year here in Springfield, whether it's legislators, whether it's advocates or lobbyists, uh, they care about Springfield, they really do. And I, I, I was talking to Misty about this earlier, uh, I've heard that firsthand. So uh, what can we do, what is being done uh, by our region's communities to create a closer working relationship uh, with those running state government to ensure we have a vibrant local economy and that, and that Springfield continues to be the, the center of state government in Illinois? Well, um, I'll give you a partial. It's interesting you asked the question here in the chamber, chamber's format. I'll give you a little lesson from history. Um, in, in, the, in the 1830s, when the legislature first moved here, every time the legislature came to town, this, the city threw a party for them. Um, and uh, uh, the, the chamber would be an ideal organization to do that. <laughs> um, we, that's, two, that's two jobs, that's Murphy. Two. Yeah. I, we, really, we really do need to, um, every community that has big you, government, I, I think every community that has big government institutions like this has, has these kinds of, of issues. We tend to take them for granted. Um, we really do need to reach out to them more. Um, uh, as Misty alluded to, I think we're very fortunate. We do have a governor who's really interested in doing mm -hmm. things for the, the capital city. Um, there are real opportunities now, and um, um, but I do think I think we, as a community, we 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 would do better to proactively reach out to the legislature when they're here. Mm -hmm. Mayor, do you have anything you want to add to that? Um, I have inserted myself as best I can in a week's time to as many legislative events as I can to meet legislators from across the state. I want them to know my face, I want them to know my name, and I want them to know that my office is open to them always. It's been wonderful, and the main feedback I get, which we talked about earlier, Tim, is why don't you have more hotels downtown that we can stay in, because they're staying all over the community, so that is a focus of mine. And then why don't you have more restaurants and bars downtown for us to visit at? They're doing their business downtown, and they want to stay in this area. So that downtown is a big focus for me because those people are spending a majority of their work life here in our town. And they're very important to us. Very good, I, I agree that I, I think the downtown is the, is the heartbeat of a vibrant community. And uh, I hear the exact same things that, that you have regarding uh, you know, the lack of opportunities to, to eat and dine and, and, mm -hmm. and stay downtown and things like that, so, so thank you. Um, uh, Mr. Chairman, I want to follow up a little bit. Uh, you, you kind of talked at length a little bit about the, the homelessness and the, the panhandling issue and things like that. We see it across the town. It's not just, it's not just downtown. Uh, I've got some familiar faces that I see as I go up to the north end every day. Um, can we expand on that a little bit about really what we can do to address this situation uh, other than the chamber taking it up, I, I guess. Um, um, I mean, I, I know we've, we've, had, we've had some court decisions that have, that have stood in our way and, and ordinances that have passed and things like that, but, but there are other communities in, in the United States that have, that have handled the homelessness issue and, and found housing opportunities. You know, how, how can we move forward so we look back in 10 years and really become a community that, that has done the right thing when it comes to the homeless population? Yeah, there, there are... I, 
as I alluded to in my speech, I was part of this group that the hospitals and the, and the uh, uh, Community Foundation and United Way put together, and they spent the better part of a year and a half studying this issue, and, and I, I, I freely confess I was the D student in the class. <laughs> but but uh, just, just to kind of quantify this, I think this, this stat is interesting. Every year they do uh, uh, an, uh, an assessment of um, a, a census of the homeless in our in Sangamon County. Uh, it's, the census is done in January, and that this, the most recent census showed ab uh, that the the number of homeless in the community is about 300 people. Now, that to me seems like a small number. When you, you I mean, we we deal with this so much, but it's a relative. It's a number you kind of get your your arms around. Um, in, I think I'm right in saying this. Uh, the key, one of the keys to dealing with homelessness is to keep people from becoming homeless, or the minute they're homeless, get them Im immediately get them rehoused. I think it's called rapid rehousing. I think that's the term for it. Um, we don't have a good system in this community to do that because we haven't been working together. The, the, the Heartland House has, has now created that system. And to give you an example of the success that they're having, uh, I want to say three years ago, they were successfully rehousing about 50 people. So three, about 300 people to deal with. Now that number, people come in and out of housing, but uh, being unhoused, 300 people, uh, roughly a population of 300 to deal with, and they were, they were handling about 50. Uh, last year, I think I'm right in saying this, they doubled that to 100. So they are making progress in, in getting people that are unhoused back into housing quickly so to, to reduce that, that problem. Now, I just addressed the homelessness part of your uh, issue. This panhandling is a whole nother ball of, ball of wax with all kind of legal repercussions to it. Um, I will say this because I'm in, we're in the, in the group of business people here. Um, you know, if you, I, I understand the temptation to want to, to wanna help these, these folks. Um, and it, that, partic that temptation, that, that, that wish to help them is even stronger when you have no confidence that the community uh, is really has a supportive system or a way to deal with them. But if you want more of something, subsidize it. And um, to, what we want to get to, we want less of, of homelessness. We want less of panhandling. So the, the, the less we feel compelled to subsidize it, the, more, the less of it we will, we will have. And what we want to achieve in this community is, is a system and a confidence in that system that when you see a homeless person, you don't hand them $10. You, you, you dial a number and you get them help right away. And that's achievable. Other communities our size have done it. Rockford is the national model for this. And, mm -hmm. and um, it will take some time. We have a lot to learn, but we can get there. Mayor. So Alderman Redpath shared a picture with me that the city of Rockford actually has in their intersections where you see panhandlers. And we, the city, have a sign shop. And I know they think I'm going to make them very busy with my beautification signs, and now I want more signs. But the signs at the intersections in the area actually have a sign that says, panhandling is not safe. Contribute to the solution by giving to a local charity. And then it says, if you need help, call. And it has the phone number for like the Heartland Continuum of Care. We need to educate our citizens, just as Andy said, that when you hand the $20 out the window, you're actually adding to the cause. 
because the panhandlers, unfortunately, are not always homeless people. They're just panhandlers. And they continue to stay there because it works. If you stop giving the money out, we put the signage up and tell them where they can go get help if they are homeless, that would be better. And your funds should go to the homeless charity of your choice that would help them get them the counseling and get them the rapid rehousing they need. So, uh, yes. Uh, I know we want to get folks out of here by one o'clock, so uh, I got the high sign for one more question, and this is the most important question of the day. Um, uh, Mayor, I'll start. This actually goes to both of you, I guess. Uh, with the revitalization of Lanfear High School campus, uh, the momentum behind moving Pillsbury forward, and the transformation of North Grand Avenue with the rail relocation project, uh, what can we do for the missing piece of that puzzle, the renovation of Robin Roberts Stadium, and also, Mayor, and Mr. Chairman, uh, would you throw out the first pitch, Mayor, and Mr. Chairman, would you catch the first pitch for the Lucky Horseshoes home opener on May 31st? So, there is already an elected officials reception that night that I've already committed to. You can ask some of the people in this room that are throwing it. I'm not making this up. But I knew about the opening night and possibly this question being asked. And I've spoken to Ethan Posey, my community relations director, and he has small children, and he's very happy to throw out the first pitch. But be careful, he was a D1 football player, y'all, so <laughs> he'll do much better than I would have. Only um, one piece of advice, practice. <laughs> um, I do want to say that I not just, I want to touch on not just the Robin Roberts Stadium, but the Pillsbury Project down the road. That is a huge piece of that whole corridor and that railroad relocation section. And without us as a community making sure that that property gets cleaned up and torn down, we will not get where we need to be there on North Grand. So I just want to talk about that piece for a quick second. Um, as far as the stadium goes, I'm happy to work with, I think there are some Park District people in the room because that is owned by Springfield Park District. Yep. So uh, the county and myself have already started talking about doing projects together already, not necessarily that one, but other projects and other government entities being involved with us as well with projects. Uh, we want to make a partnership and we want to work together. And the chairman and I have been in multiple meetings to do just that. So we're happy to talk to the Park District. Very good, thank you both. Can we give them a round of applause? And, and Mr. Mr. Chairman, before you go, uh, I do have a Union Pacific pen here if you would like it. So. Uh-oh. Are you sure you're authorized to give I me that? Know.